Welcome to the Catholic Truth Podcast, where we teach and preach the truth of the Catholic faith without compromise and without apology. We want to give you high energy and non-boring Catholicism, where anyone at any time can come to know exactly what the Catholic Church teaches and why. We do apologetics, spirituality, other religions, our culture, and more. Most of all, we want to inspire you, inform you, and help you to know, love, and live your Catholic faith with purpose and passion. We are Catholic Truth. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Catholic Truth Podcast. I am your host, Brian Mercier, and I am super excited to be here with you today. And we're going to be talking about something interesting, and that is bachelor parties on the one hand, and on the other hand, is the wedding the woman's day? I hear a lot that, oh, wedding, that's the woman's day because, well, she's thought about it her whole life. So she's the one who gets to make the decisions. She's the one who kind of is able to spearhead the whole thing. And the men just kind of have to sit back and take a back seat. So we're going to be talking about these two things. And there's a lot of interesting thoughts on both sides. And, you know, I speak a lot on love and relationships. I write a lot on it. I've counseled countless people in love and relationships. And, you know, I just think of these things a lot. And and I hear these things a lot from different people. And I remember uh, one night we were talking with a bunch of friends and a bunch of us were all talking about Mardi Gras and Fat Tuesday and how we have to gorge ourselves because we're going to be fasting tomorrow on Ash Wednesday. And I got thinking about, and I don't know why I don't intend to think of these things, but my mind just goes off and I start thinking about, well, huh, why in the world are we encouraging people to gluttonize oneself before we fast? It's like our Catholic culture often insists on gluttonizing oneself, even to a perhaps sinful point, right before you try to make yourself holy, <laughs> right before you start fasting and following Jesus more. You almost go the other direction for one day, one last day of fun. And that got me to thinking of like bachelor parties, and it kind of is like a similar parallel. And my mind started running with this and thinking about it. And for many guys, and of course, this goes both ways, ladies, this goes for ladies too. And I've seen it with my own eyes. I used to work at restaurants and I've seen these things with my own eyes. But for many guys, they desire to kind of have one last night of fun, you know, one last night of other women before being chained down to one woman for the rest of their lives. Many men order strippers, you know, who may or may not jump out of a cake or may or may not come in through the front door with little to no clothes on or start with clothes and then take them off. And I've seen male strippers for female parties at, at the restaurants that I've worked at. So it, it absolutely goes both ways. And other men prefer multiple women. They go to strip clubs or their best man takes them to a strip club complete with lap dances galore and a night of fun before going to the person that you love forever and ever. I mean, think about that for one second. You're going with all of these other women or even one woman and, you know, she's lap dancing on you and she's going up and down you and you're getting a lot of fun before you commit to the person that you're going to love for the rest of your life or that you're supposed to already be loving for the rest of your life and you're going to have kids with. I mean, does this seem backwards to people? I mean, it, it doesn't really make much sense to me. I guess people see marriage perhaps as a sort of slavery. It's going to suck the life out of you. It's going to take away your freedom and your chance for fun. And perhaps that's true in some cases. I mean, you're not going to have as much freedom or fun as you usually are 
used to having or possessing, but that's not a bad thing. In marriage, you give up your life out of love for the other person. And for many people, being totally committed to one person for the rest of their life seems daunting. It almost like it, it doesn't seem as fun. I mean, why? And this is a question I'm just thinking about, but why do we need other women to have fun? Why do we need that fun? Are we not happy with the woman we have? Are we not happy enough that we're going to be with her for the rest of her life and the rest of our life? Is it a reluctance? I mean, why do men think that they need to do that? Or why would women need to do that? And let's say that someone gets you a stripper and it comes to your house, you know, he or she, you know, depending on whether you're a man or woman, would you keep it? You know, would you just say, oh, well, you know, they did it for me, so I can't say anything. Or would you have the guts to say, nope, I'm not this type of person. I'm already committed to another woman. And I, this is kind of like adultery. But I think really what it comes down to is it's the gloomy anticipation of marriage. You've all seen the t-shirt where it's like a video game. And on one side, you have a woman getting married to a man and she's all smiles. But the man has a ball and chain around his leg. And then in the next frame, it says game over. <laughs> you know, that's kind of the, the portrayal of marriage in our country. It's a gloomy anticipation of the rest of our lives. And it makes me wonder why people want to get married anyways. I mean, if marriage is so gloomy and... It's going to chain you down and it's nothing but slavery and you're not going to have fun and you're losing your life. Why in the world would you want to get married in the first place? Why wouldn't you want to stay single? I mean, if you're having sex and having girls come to you and you're going to strippers and you're getting all the fun you want, why do you need a bride? Why do you need to settle down? Why do you need one woman when you, it seems like you're fine with others? It doesn't make much sense. And of course, there's nothing wrong with having a bachelor party or a night of fun with your friends before. Before you get married. There's nothing wrong with seeing the people that you love. <laughs> you know, I, I had a bachelor party and it was awesome. I invited a ton of friends and we had played laser tag and then we came back to my house and ate a lot of guy food, food that's really bad for you. And we played video games while, um, you know, just munching on chips and Doritos and chicken wings and fried food. And it was pure fun. And I did not cheat on my fiance before I married her. I did not cheat with other women before I pledged my life to her. And that's wonderful. And this is something that we need to think of and everyone needs to think of. I don't think most Catholics would do this, of course, but we need to be evangelizing the culture and getting other people to think as well. We need to be, you know, challenging other people to think, why do they do the things that they do? But sadly, many people don't see it this way, which is why we have to challenge them. I mean, Getting stone drunk <laughs> the day before your marriage, having strippers, is at best, it's an oxymoron. And in fact, it's an offense against your bride, or vice versa. It's an offense against her beauty. It's an offense against her dignity. It's an offense against your promise to love for her. I mean, you, you're not promising your life to her when you get married. Yeah, sure, you are in some sense, but you already promised your life to her when you proposed to her and said that you want to spend the rest of your life with her, her and only her, and you put that ring on her finger. That is what you said, that she's going to be your number one. And that starts at the moment that you're engaged. I mean, in theory, it should start before that as well. But when you make that choice to marry her and you get engaged, she is yours and you are hers. Not absolutely because you haven't made the vows yet, but you've made that vow to her. You've made that promise that you want to spend 
You've made that promise that you want to spend the rest of your life with her. And so you're committed to her. And so why would you go cheat on her at the beat? Why would you do that to any woman, even if you weren't engaged? If you're dating someone, why would you go to a strip club and hang out with other women? I mean, just it's an insult to a woman's dignity. How can a man even claim to love his fiance and be committed to her while simultaneously going off and enjoying other women for a night. I mean, to me, it doesn't make any sense. And, you know, I don't know your thoughts on it. This, I, I mean, this is a, a podcast, so it's not really give and take, but like our YouTube channel, people will offer comments. Oh, here's my thoughts. Here's my thoughts. But people usually on podcasts just listen. But, you know, it's an interesting thing to think about. The sad thing is people just don't understand marriage today. And a lot of times it's not their fault. They're not told. They're not taught. We don't have a lot of good examples of it. Many people, including our parents, are divorced or whatnot. And so we fear marriage. And we we and, and we kind of live in a utilitarian society where it's all about us, a narcissistic society where we want pleasure, as much pleasure as possible. And it's all about us, 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 us. And we don't really realize what marriage is about. And people don't teach us how to prepare for this sacrament. Many people get married, but very few people enter into the sacrament of holy matrimony and understand that it's a really holy, pure commitment before God. And anyone who understands this would never pervert or pornify their relationship the night before or at any time during that marriage or engagement. You're not having your freedom taken away. You're giving your life to that person. You're surrendering it to them and said, I love you and I'm giving my life to you. And you love me and you're giving your life to me. Just like Jesus gave his life to us on the cross, he surrendered it to us. He said, there is no greater love than this, to lay down your life for your friend. And all of this, yes, marriage is hard. I love marriage, but it's difficult, and it can be difficult. My wife and I had many, many, many years of joy, happiness, just fun before we— and we didn't have kids as quickly as other people, so maybe that's part of it. But even now that we have kids, we still have a lot of fun. We love our little girl, and we take her everywhere, and we just she brings so much amazing beauty and joy and contentment to our lives. And, you know, yeah, we had some really difficult times, too, that we had to work through. We had some hell moments, too, that we had to work through. But you know what? If you do the work of marriage, it brings about a great beauty and a great fulfillment. And it's kind of like climbing up to a mountaintop. You want to do the work so you can have the mountaintop experience. And there's always going to be ups and downs in marriage, but that's the beauty of it, is their sacrifice. And you reap the rewards of that sacrifice, which is true love. If you don't work in a relationship, you never experience true love, even if you put the label love, and I put that in quotes, on your relationship. Marriage only drags us down when we're dominated by self-centeredness. And as a married man, I'm more than happy to commit to my wife, my best friend, my soulmate, and sacrifice for her. And that means sacrificing all other women as well. Marriage is selfless. And that's the important key ingredient in any happy marriage, selflessness, denial of self. And this brings us to our second point, The second thing that we want to talk about in this podcast, and that's a lot of times the women's selfishness and that she wants to plan the whole wedding. She wants to make all the decisions. And I've actually heard uh, women say that the men don't have a choice. They don't have any say in the matter. And I say, well, why not? And they said, because it's the women's day. Marriage is the woman's day. They say it so matter of factly. They say that the woman's been thinking about it since she was a, a little girl. I mean, she's been planning it, thinking about it, dreaming about it and all of these other things. And I kind of just want to say, yeah, but 
at some point you grew up, right? You realize that those were all childish dreams. And at some point you have to grow up and enter into a relationship. This, I mean, are you getting married alone? (laughs) Doesn't it take two to get married? And doesn't it take two to have a sacrament of holy matrimony? And women, you know, most women understand this, of course, but some women say, no, you know, it's just a woman's day. You know, she's been dreaming about it since she was six and she cares about it way more than he does. But here's the thing. This is just selfishness. It's all about me, what I want, what I can get, the the things that I want for my wedding. And I am even willing to sacrifice you just as the man was willing to sacrifice the woman for his cheesy bachelor party of women. So a woman is willing to sacrifice her husband even before she gets married for her own selfish choices. Again, it's crucial that we remove all selfishness from our relationships and realize that we are embarking on a lifelong journey together. After all, I know women I personally know women who have controlled every last detail of their big day. They removed the man from the equation, they got everything they wanted, and they were divorced in a year. Or others were divorced in a few years because they didn't actually understand what marriage was about and what it took to make a good marriage work. I say this all the time, but great marriages are not an accident. They're made, and they're made with right decision-making and hard work. And what you do before marriage is indispensable. It matters. I mean, many men, and this is the sad point of it all, but many men are happy to take the back seat and let the women plan everything while they do little to nothing. And many women are happy to accept the responsibility, but this only hurts your marriage in the future because for the rest of your life, you're going to be walking hand in hand. In theory, you should already be walking hand in hand, making decisions together, uh, problem solving together, overcoming obstacles together, and doing things together together, not removing one or the other from the equation, because that is not what marriage or relationships is about. And it's a sign of deeper problems to come if we're doing this and we have to be cautious. Here's a little pro advice. What you do before marriage sets the tone for what you're going to do in marriage. And that's so important. I'm going to say it again. What you do before marriage sets the tone for what you do in marriage marriage. It's no wonder why many women suffer in their marriages and they complain that they have to, quote, do everything while their husband, quote, does nothing. (laughs) And they, yeah, it might be fun to get everything you want for one big day, make all the decisions and have everybody love you and have the, the dream of your life, you know, just for one day. But eventually a woman begins to resent a man who always leaves the decisions to her and doesn't want to take part in the marriage, doesn't want to help out with the kids, just sits down on the couch and plays video games or watches movie or does uh, fantasy football or many other things. And she gets angry that he's not doing enough, but yet that's the tone that was set from the beginning. Comfort, sloth, control, selfishness, these are poisons that destroy a marriage. Like the plague, marital love is literally the opposite of these things. It's both selfless and hardworking. Therefore, it's important that both men and women get outside their comfort zones and work together because it's in engagement time and relationship before you get married. These are the things that are actually going to create the bedrock of the rest of your life. 
And I'm going to talk about that in a minute, but I'm actually going to be setting up an interview with Dr. Greg Bataro, and he has a whole talk on emotional pornography. Just as physical pornography is not real because most of the women aren't real and it's a fake love, it's a fake pleasure, it's, it's not real. So emotional pornography is what women usually struggle with. And that's having this idea that everything needs to be perfect, that they have to have a knight in shining armor sweeping them off their feet and their leg pops when they kiss and their wedding is perfect and everything is controlled down to the last detail just like a Disney movie, just like The Notebook, just like something else that they read or they watch. And this is poison because it's emotional pornography. We're we're thinking and desiring things that aren't true. They're not real. It doesn't happen that way. And women who think that marriage is a woman's day is buying into a storybook marriage and they're going to have a great day, but they probably won't have a good rest of their life for very long. What they don't realize is that planning a wedding together allows you to really get to know each other in a necessary way. It'll help you to learn the way that each other thinks, uh, makes decisions, uh, how your significant other communicates and handles conflicts, whether they're able to control themselves or whether they are controlling and abusive or if they can problem solve or work through difficulties. You're also going to think about things that annoy them. You're going to find these things that really annoy them and please them and so much more. And all of this is missed if you don't work on the marriage beforehand and plan it together and walk together hand in hand. There's going to be so many surprising things that emerge during this time and that is so good. My wife and I never really fought. We hardly even disagreed until engagement. And that is when a lot of our baggage and issues began to surface and rear its ugly head. I mean, we didn't see eye to eye on our marriage day or what it looked like all the time. So we had to learn to work through these problems and these differences together. And we had to come to something called compromise and practice healthy conflict resolution, self-sacrifice and compromise based on selfless love. And really, this is the mold. This is the formula for the rest of our life. These are the things that we're going to be doing and fostering and cultivating for the rest of our lives. So we learned to recognize right away, even before we got married, the way that we need to be loved, the way that the other needs to be loved, the way that we communicate, the way maybe we don't communicate very well on things we need to work on. All of these are more important than you can ever imagine before marriage. Some people skip all of these steps and wonder why they get divorced later on or wonder how they got into a marriage that's just not fulfilling or how they got into a marriage that's just, it's not happy. It's not working. They're missing each other. And it's because they really didn't do it right to begin with beforehand. Now, that's not to say that you can't pick up some marriage relationship, uh, books on how to fix your marriage and really put the hard work into it. And it's going to be a lot more hard work at that point. But yes, sure, it can be done that way. But it's so much easier to do before marriage. But before marriage, my wife and I learned how to effectively communicate with each other. And this was good. The best thing is that we grew so much closer together during this time. I mean, the lessons that we learned were just indispensable for having a successful marriage. And they made our marriage even better. Again, great marriages don't 
happen, they're made. And for some people, the problems in engagement that you're trying to work out and communicate beforehand may escalate to a point of exploding. And a couple might find that they can't work through their problems or that serious issues arise or that this person has a serious defect or character flaws. And this is good because you don't want to spend the rest of your life with this person because they're not the person for you. See, marriage is not about fear-based decision-making where, oh, this is all I'm going to get, you know, so I better just take it. You know, there's not going to be any other better guy or girl out there. So this is what I have to take. No, that's fear decision making. So we need to be mature, responsible adults and get rid of people that aren't good for us because marriage is about having the person who is for you and who is made for you. As long as you're with someone else that you're not supposed to be with, you can't be with the actual person that God has for you. And as difficult as this is, it's better to find out before it's too late. It's better to find out beforehand. And that's what relationship and engagement is all about. Now, to be fair, you shouldn't be trying to uh, discern your relationship in your engagement period. You should have already discerned whether this person is for you beforehand. Some people ask them to marry them and then say, okay, now we're going to discern it. No, you should have already discerned it and received something from God before asking them. So you know this person's for you. And if they're not for you, well then, okay, good. You know, let's move on to the person who is for you. But the virtues and the character and the important life skills that we get from walking hand in hand during that engagement period and planning that wedding together is so important. Engagement is so very important. It's a time of planning the rest of your life together, building a solid foundation on which you're going to build happily ever after. So take some time. I mean, you might not even be married yet. You might not even be dating yet, but these are good things for us to know, to think about in advance. And maybe you know other people who struggle with these things, who with bachelor parties or who with uh, thinking that the woman's day is her day and the man has no say. I mean, he's just set aside. He means nothing. His opinions mean nothing. He has no say. He doesn't. What he thinks is absolutely useless. <laughs> I mean, that's what it sounds like from a man's point of view. And it's just silly. It's immature and it's nonsensical. Dating and marriage is a mature act for mature people. And we don't want to think like kids as adults. So think about your future marriage. Pray for your future spouse. Pray that you make the right decision in choosing a future spouse, because that's one of the most important decisions in having a happily ever after marriage. I hope these things that I just think about from day to day, you know, and I think about and write about and speak about and counsel people about, I hope they helped you and I hope they've helped you to think about some of these things and I've hoped you enjoyed them and maybe you can help bless other people with these truths. But I want to thank you for tuning into the Catholic Truth Podcast today. As always, we're thankful for you, for your support, and for all the prayers that you can give us. Please check out our show notes below. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. Check out our YouTube for more videos. We have a whole folder of love and relationship uh, videos and advice. So check those out. And if you can support us on Patreon or PayPal so we can continue ministering and changing people's lives and saving souls for Christ, please consider supporting our ministry. But as always, thanks for tuning in and God bless you. 